New Year, New Movies, Same Two Dudes. This week, we witness the cameo of cameos to begin 2021. Opie Cunningham revisits his roots, and Brother Ray heads back to Earth. He is the Mr. Drysdale to my Ms. Hathaway. Happy New Year from two real reviewers. Well, Happy New Year. I know we're a few days late uh, to celebrate this New Year's, but uh, happy 2021. Hoping it's a blast. Cheers. Cheers, yes. For our fans out there, what are you drinking, Ron? I'm drinking Greyhounds. Okay, explain what's a Greyhound, because I don't know what a Greyhound is. Well, a Greyhound is a vodka drink made with grapefruit juice, so I justify drinking them all day long because it has a daily supply (laughs) of vitamin C. I have a vodka tonic, which is a 70-25, mostly vodka. That's because my wife left me today. (laughs) This is a serious... uh, you want to you want to clarify that statement before we go much longer? <laughs> my wife drove off. My she drove off. Uh, she took the kids and she left. Um, she actually did take the kids and leave. She took two to go back to uh, New York and Vermont. She took Ben and in uh, fish in the car. Yeah, they they're gonna. Oh, they had so much stuff to take back, so it's easier that way and cheaper that way than it would be to to ship the rest. So they're gonna and drive is, up. Is she is she driving? back by herself no 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 she's flying back we're leaving the car there yeah it's a one-way but thank okay. you for asking <laughs> well i i i wouldn't want her driving back by herself that seems eh. no, <laughs> no <laughs> wonder she's... she left you <laughs> no it was it was definitely flying back and i just had to change she was they were going to pull into lubbock texas at 4 a.m this morning i finally got her to just stop off at uh albuquerque instead so but did uh, she anywho. make a left turn at albuquerque she took a left turn at albuquerque <laughs> look how come when i said that i knew that was coming so 2021 we're, we're jumping out with three 2021 films did you were you excited They're all brand new yes and people Every have been three last one of them and people have been begging on facebook to give us their feedback on these well especially oh, the first one we're gonna ready. do yeah, exactly. We've got three that are so new, the ink is still drying on the titles. Absolutely. And I want to give a big shout out to the podcast community uh, group on Facebook. They've been amazing, uh, amazing support for us, uh, for our for our podcast, uh, sharing our links, um, giving us feedback. It's It's been, you know, back and forth and, and helping each other out. It's been a great community out there in the social media world. So a big shout out to uh, podcast community group on Facebook. And they, they are a wonderful Facebook uh, page to visit. And that's particularly fitting as we take a look at wonder woman 84. All the world is waiting for you. Power you possess in your satin tights, fighting for your rights, and the old red, white, and blue. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. Now the world is ready for you and the wonders you can do. Now, was it really Wonder Woman 84? It was WW84. I felt like I was in World War 84. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there were no war scenes in that movie, unlike the original. Correct. Which was directed by Patty Jenkins, who did this one. And, you know, she also is doing the upcoming Cleopatra movie, which we're really excited about. You know who's going to be in that Cleopatra movie, too? Tell me, sir. Is it Gail? Uh, Gail going to play? Yes, it is. Oh, she's going to be Cleopatra. She's going to be Cleopatra. I love Gail Godot. 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 Is it Godot or Godot? Are we waiting for Godot? Godot. Godot. Are we waiting for Godot? Gal. <laughs> Gal Godot. Okay. Um, this this. Well, now I'm kind of. I'm kind of. But I'm kind. Let me just say this. I'm kind of uh-huh. worried about. This whether this is going to be a, a, a hat trick in, in hockey 
or a turkey and bowling, which are all good things. But is this movie between Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot going to be good? This Cleopatra one? Well, if you're counting this one as a good one, I weren't. We got a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. And I got a question for you. Okay. One of the producers on this movie was Zack Snyder, who was also part of the original Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. But he was also the executive producer of Aquaman. Did you see Aquaman? I did. I did. And, you know, that's the crazy thing about DC and Marvel. And you go back and forth. I'd be honest with you. DC has a struggle. They really do with some of the, the superhero characters and Green Lantern and Aquaman and Wonder Woman. It's tough to make those into realistic movies as opposed to like what we see in Batman, you know, um, the, the, you know, Dark Knight ones, you know, but it, this one came off. Um, I know it's 1984. I get that, but it was way over the top cheesy for me. Well, but 1984 was cheesy. You and I lived through it happily. (laughs) Sign me up. Sign me up again. And again, there was some great, there was a lot of smiles for me in the beginning of this film. Okay. Reminiscing in my mind, especially the opening scenes where she's kind of saving the day here and there and at the mall and, in the street and all that stuff. But it, it's just that this movie itself still can stay too cheesy. Very similar to the, uh, what did, what was the word we used for the original Batman when it was campy? made campy? Yeah. So it kind of had, campy. yeah, yeah. kind of had that feel as well here. I mean, it started off good with the young girl in the race and all of that. That was awesome. That, that right there hyped me up. I was getting pumped. And then when we flash back to 1984, flash forward to 1984 for them, um, and she's older. Yeah, it's kind of cool to reminisce about the era we grew up in. But at the same time, I think it dragged this movie now. Uh, I just there was so much in there was so much hype for this movie and so excited to go see it and being pushed off and, and delayed time and time again. I was a little bit disappointed. Well, you had a lot of regular characters gal gadot is back chris pine is back robin wright is back um you had some new characters in in pedro pascal as max lord it's a very interesting bad guy to have or villain not sure how you how you title him and to me monty the star of this movie Mm -hmm. the 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 surprise breakout star was Kristen wig Oh, I believe so. As Cheetah, absolutely. The only I didn't even know she was in this movie at the beginning. I, you know, I'm so, I'm so focused on Gal Gadot. Well, and and the problem with with the Cheetah role is I don't think they developed it enough in this movie. And and Maxwell Lord, to be honest with you, okay, he became powerful when he wished for everybody else's wishes, and that would make him stronger. But the reality of it is, is uh, that wasn't him in the comic book. So they really did go away from um, of the comics. And that and that really kind of bothered me because the comic book villain for um, of Maxwell Lord is actually he has mind control powers, but it had nothing to do at the time with that that stone he could you know and and there's so much more into what he was as a villain i don't he's an evil he's an evil businessman with mind control powers he was brought in and during uh infinite crisis um episode in night in 87 he manipulated superman to attack batman and wonder woman um she only found a way to stop him in the real comic book by snapping his neck and that is causing her to become wanted for murder, obviously. And then later during Blackest Night, he came back to life as Black Lantern. In this movie, that didn't reference anything like that. So that kind of bothered me a little bit because you're not giving the villain his correct, his, his correct villainous, if you want to use that word. Um, so a little, it bothered me a little. Well, and I think that the, 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 the development of the character of Barbara mm-hmm. m- missed at the very end you, you never understood really the motivation for her transforming from you know geeky cryptozoologist mm. uh, in, in into into badass right right, right. 
she gets ro- she gets romanced by Max. They're complicit. She ends up giving him the Dreamstone. That's that's what he wants. He's a shyster. You yeah. can tell that right out of the gate. I mean, you can tell that very very easily. He he doesn't take care of his son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 message kind of bothered me. Um, and the fact that he's going to use the Dreamstone to essentially rule the world and get on television to say so and create a nuclear war in 1984. Mm-hmm. You, 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 as, as much as this movie had all the time in the world to devote to developing the story, it really only encapsulated the last, I don't know, 40 minutes. The movie was too long. Two hours and 31 minutes, yes. And, and, and the, the sad thing is, is, being that long, they didn't develop Cheetah enough. And, and mind you, Cheetah came out in the original comic books back in 1943. And she was actually a beautiful dancer and philanthropist uh, who developed an odd split personality type thing. And she felt overshadowed by Wonder Woman. Um, but when they redid her uh, the second and third time, the third time around was in, in 87, the same time around Maxwell Lord came about. Um, and she was the what was in this movie in 84 the you know former archaeologist and treasure hunter who sold but in that she sold her soul to a plant god for power and, and immortality they did they they so sidestepped the true characters of wonder woman that it didn't match up for the true comic book people that love this the love the comic book wonder woman has been misled in this movie and i think that plays a lot into the negative reviews well i also think that they didn't from a marketing perspective, they didn't give Kristen Wiig her chance to kind of break out. No, absolutely. you know, as a professional, we're we're so familiar with Kristen Wiig being in Kristen Wiig type movies. I mean, she's almost typecast, right? Um, a, in a relatively a... short career, yeah, ditzy, you know, funny, introverted, mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, and 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 she she came across as this almost librarian type character and transformed herself, which I really liked. It 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 got it got one of its red vine ratings for me, um, for that alone. Um, by the time she she's transformed herself into Cheetah, you don't know what her objective is. You know what Max's right. objective is? Right. He wants to rule the world, mm-hmm. but then. It, it all it all ends up being buttoned up with, you know, Diana wearing an outfit that was straight out of solid gold. If you remember that show, which I think was on in 1984. Yeah. Right. She uses that whip mm-hmm. like only like only she can. Oh, yeah. And she gets rid of Max. Which... But you end up you end up getting nothing more than a moral to the story. Right. You know, be kind. Don't abuse power. Take care of your children. Right. Don't cheat when running the obstacle course. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it it was it was a polit. It became a political statement. And for those of you that may be new to two real reviewers, we don't do politics in movies real well. No, no. And, and I thought that's what came across at the very end. It was all feel good and all is right with the world this this movie again you hit it on the head two and a half hours very long film i believe that they didn't do a very good job in in uh uh, developing the the villains the way that they should have they should have stuck a little bit better to the the original comic book you have to understand too cheetah was also the the deadliest arch enemy to wonder woman and did it seem that way in the movie no not by a stretch no it, no it's way. almost it's almost like if you had a little catnip in your hand you could have tamed cheetah it just didn't work out well for me and and this this is bad because the original um uh, the first wonder woman that, that was out i really loved it i i love it i and did not, too not just because of gail don't get me wrong i mean you know but i i have to admit one thing one of the other characters that I really loved in this movie was Chris Pine. I love Steve Trevor. I, I like Chris Pine. Um, I loved him in all the Star Trek. And he is the one guy I'd become gay for. 
I oh my god, I had too much to drink. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was reserved for me. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's, we had that cover because Angela and I were watching this movie together. Who's, oh, wait. Who's we? <laughs> we, we I'm going to mute myself so I can listen to this. <laughs> um, Angela and I were sitting there watching it, and it was an up-close scene of him and his eyes. I'm like, God, that man's good looking. And I've been drinking. I looked at her, and I go, that's the one guy I'd become gay for. <laughs> she just lost it. And I go, and then I tried to turn it around. Would you go gay for Gail? <laughs> And she's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, let's go upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to get in trouble for my wife. Oh, boy. Anywho. Um, Not for- even a <laughs> reference to Adrian Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau. Until now, <laughs> when I mentioned it right there. Oh, Gail's, well, and the, you keep Gail's, the, what, Gail's the 2020 version of, of Adrian Barbeau me, for me. Well, and, I'll, and allow me this opportunity to, okay. to sit here and listen to you <laughs> use the word cheetah uh-huh. so many times, but you don't talk about Jane Seymour at all. Oh, because yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll flash Cougar. back to 2020. Right? Cougar. Cougar. Not cheetah. Cougar. <laughs> Well, I know, but I think some. I think there was some line when we did wedding singers that you know, I Kitty I, wants to something with the scratch or something. Kitty wants to scratch. <laughs> Kitty likes to scratch. <laughs> All right, for me, um, out of five popcorns, uh, this movie unfortunately came in very low, uh, very unflavored, no butter, no salt, with only two. And I gave this three red vines. Uh, they were kind of open box crunchy stale red vines <laughs> one for gal is the superhero right. uh, the second for the action scenes uh, particularly the beginning with the obstacle course which i thought was i thought that was very cool. very well well uh filmed mm-hmm. and and kristen wig i really thought that kristen wig did a, a a terrific job with this movie and breaking out from roles that she has done previously you know, and, and don't forget, Pedro Pascal played Maxwell Lord. I mean, he they, they struck the iron when it's hot with this man um, because, you know, he's he's the Mandalorian. Um, he was very good in Norcos, uh, the TV series. So he and he's done some other items as well. And I, I really like him as an actor. I just felt like his character was was uh, was not very well developed and it. It didn't do justice for Pedro. Well, let's move from the 1984 year and let's go backwards <laughs> to the sticks and visit some hillbillies that i may or may not be related to um we are gonna watch the glenn close and amy adams hillbilly elegy and listen to a story about a man named Jed. A poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food. And up to the ground come a bubbling crude. Oil, that is, black gold, Texas tea. Well, the first thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. The kinfolk said, Jed, move away from there. Said, California is a place you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck and they moved to Beverly hills that is swimming pools movie stars this uh this movie is a american drama it was directed by the one and only ron howard um it is a screenplay by vanessa taylor Opie based, cunningham opi uh based on 2006 Do you remember that from saturday night live no so as eddie murphy gave him that name opi cunningham opi cunningham okay he used to call him I- opi cunningham you know, know, Opie from Andy Griffith and Richie Cunningham. It's it's you got to under o- Opie gotta Cunningham. Think about him as a director and where he's gone from. What was it Apollo thirteen? Um, uh, the Grinch stole Christmas. He, I mean, Hillbilly. He has had such a wide range of movies that he has directed and has done a good job. Um, unfortunately, this movie was well directed by him. Um, and, and it's based on the 2016 memoir of the same name uh, by J.D. Vance, who's the main character. And this, this is a <clears throat> based on a true story. Uh, the film stars Glenn Close and Adam Adams, Gabriel Basso, Haley Bennett and uh, Bo Hopkins, Frida Pinto and a few other nobodies. Um, after buying the rights to this uh, Vance's book in 2017, um, 
they announced that Howard, as a film director, that Netflix acquired the distribution rights to it. So this movie's this movie's not was not in my mind wasn't made for the big screen. Um, it was made to be a, on a, any streaming platform, and that could be seen. And it basically it is a flash. You know, the movie goes back and forth. It flashes back and forth from when the kid is young to his teenage years to when he's in college, back to when he's young, and all the struggles that he dealt with. And he grew up in the sticks of Ohio. They consider themselves hillbillies, but it's not the hillbilly in deliverance. It's just people that that they classify as being in the hills and they don't have money. They don't have a lot of money. Um, the grandma, mama, or mapa, or whatever, played by Glenn Close. Uh, mama. <laughs> mama, sorry. Played now, by- now the, reason I, the reason I correct you about that is because mm. the, they're, and I did a little bit of, show research even though this wasn't my movie mm-hmm. so the fact that there's an ohio connection there's a kentucky connection and that they refer to their grandparents as mama mm-hmm. that's all me dude oh yeah my, my 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 children refer to their grandparents as mama and papa because that's that's what you do in kentucky gotcha. and the hurts my father's side of the family were from kentucky so mm. i started reading some of this stuff and i'm going I should probably check to see if there's any family connection to this flick. <laughs> I, I definitely say it's a movie to watch. If you, if you come across it, it's not one that I would go out and look for. Um, I will say, you know, if you watch Glenn Close's character, you lose sight that that's Glenn Close. She was so good in this. Um, and then when you see at the end of the movie, the real video of Ma- what is it? Mama. Mama. Yes. Mama. She looks a lot like Glenn Close. I mean, the, she played the character perfectly. And the same thing with Amy Adams. She looked like his real mom. There was a lot of similarities in the characters as far as the, I'm mean, not the characters, in the actors and the original people that were in the movie, or the uh, movies about. So that, that was actually pretty unique to see that. The plot line itself is really about a kid that struggles with different things. His mom's a drug addict and, and, and they you know, struggling to survive and he just wants a good education. And then he, then he gets a little upset. He starts to re- rebel a little bit. He gets chased and beat by his mom, calls the cops. There's all of this is in here. It's all, you know, we, I've been down that road in life. I myself have been down that same road, you know, and looking at, at Glenn Close's character, the, uh, she constantly is bent over, hunched back, no bra, and a cigarette in her hand. That's my grandma. That was my grandma Phillips to a T. Love her to death, and she'd tell you the truth. And that was how Glenn Close played. And that's how, you know, so there are parts of this movie that hit for me a little bit. Um, the the There was a scene in there that kind of like I wanted to smack Ron Howard for doing, but it was kind of like a, a Rocky Balboa scene. Something dramatic happened in his life, and the next thing you know, he's he's got the little music in the background, and he's taking out the trash, and he's doing the dishes, and he's getting a job, and he's forgetting his friends, and he's doing his homework, and he's getting a great grade, and I'm just like, and then it, it goes off to him trying to go to Yale. In, in, in real life, this is all real, you know, it's a true story, but it played out like some sort of, like, Okay, that's this is this is based on a true story. We don't need to go that road. You could just show him do these things. You didn't need the cheesy background sound. You didn't need, you know, it, it was just played too much in a in a row for me. And I just got that was a really bad segue into him being trying to get to be successful. And, and kudos to the where show. Do I, go ahead. Where do I know Frida Pinto from? I don't know. I have to look her up. I mean, I, I I keep looking. I'm looking at her name, and I'm going, I, what what else has she done? And maybe I should just kind of look that up while you're giving your fine review. <laughs> uh, she was in Slumdog Millionaire. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. That that yeah. takes care of it then. Okay, she, thank she's you. Very very beautiful lady. She's uh, very very beautiful. And <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, not why she, I asked, but, but that's all right. And in, 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 you know, like I say, this this movie itself, you know, it. it a great story for the young man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see that he's gone off to do great things in his life. And um, he, he's now like on Ted talk and, and all these other things. And, and it's, he's really stepped into the political platform. 
and again, this is a movie that started to talk at the end. And then when you research a little bit more, it gets very, very political. It starts to reference because this was during the Obama years. This movie is based in the Obama years. And then it starts to reference, you know, um, in, in, in when you do the research on it about being a Trump supporter because you're in, that's why Trump appeals to these people because it's about white America. And that part really bothered me when I was doing a little bit of the research about this movie, seeing how much was um, realistic, you know, true, true to, to uh, the true story versus Hollywood's version of the true story. So um, found there was a little bit more of the Hollywood version in this. Um, but again, if you, if you happen to catch it, you're sitting down and, and nothing else is on and you see it, go watch it and watch it for the purpose of watching Glenn Close and Amy Adams. Here is my last statement. I know I'm rushing through this and I apologize. Here's my last statement. It is sad. And I, you know me. I'm a big hater, not hater. I give a lot of grief to the Academy. And, and you're telling me that Glenn Close and Amy Adams have have over double digits nominations between the two of them for an Academy Award and neither one of them has won. That is a slap because one of them at least needs to win something out of this because Amy Adams has is, is done some great stuff that we've we've reviewed before. Um, uh, and uh, and so has. Glenn Close and for both of those to be blanked out of the academies they better be up one of them at least better be up and win for their role in this film well I kept waiting for you to to make a reference to to Amy Adams because I know you're a big fan <laughs> oh I love her. and you're absolutely right she's she's done some she's done some terrific movies mm -hmm. uh, and so is Glenn Close um so point well taken that between the two of them uh, with this movie, even though I don't think the movie is going to get an awful no. lot of accolades when it comes to, from what I hear from your review. And mm. I'm sure that the Academy is listening uh, to your comments to well, determine be whether hashtagged. or not. <laughs> I'll hashtag them. <laughs> but I, I, so is the relationship, it is, it does the hierarchy of this family go that, that Mama is the mom to Bev, who is the mom to JD? Yes. Yeah. It's it's Glenn okay. Close, the grandma is the, the mom of Amy Adams. Now okay. think about think about Glenn Close real quick in this movie alone. How did she not win for Fatal Attraction in 1988? How did she not win for Dangerously Liaisons in 1989? I mean, this is what I'm talking about, you know, and again, I hope that even though the film itself missed and it missed bad, um, I hope Amy Adams and, and her both get recognized for this film because they definitely deserve it. Well, so, we shall see. So out of my five popcorns, um, this this movie is going to get only two very similar to Wonder Woman. Um and I'm giving one for, for Glenn Close and one for Amy Adams. Two popcorns out of five. Wow. So yeah. just those those two popcorns for those two ladies. Yeah, the, the supporting characters in the storyline, too many flashbacks um, back and forth. It just, you know, it needed to stay more of a straight line movie. Um, and it just didn't do it. So those two ladies get 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 the points. I've got it. I'm going to have to watch this, particularly because I don't know too many people who refer to their grandmother as Mama. I mean, it's so <laughs> unique to what my family mm -hmm. has done over the years that I, I just there's got to be some sort of a connection, um, especially since our family came from Kentucky and spent some time in, in Ohio. But I echo your sentiments for Amy Adams and Glenn Close both, um, because it, it would appear to me, just looking at some of the press that's gone into this movie, that Glenn Close really transforms into this mamaw person. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, like I said, like I said earlier in my review, you lose sight that that's Glenn Close. You lose sight that that's the actor. And we've talked about that before. When you can't think, when you go back and, and see it and you think, okay, wait a minute. Oh, my God, that's Glenn Close when you watch something like that and you lose sight of who the actor is based because she is so into her role. Oh man, that that's, that's where it hit me right there for her. 
That's why I think she definitely deserves not only a nomination, but she deserves to take the trophy home this year. Well, and I'm thinking of of all the movies that we did last year. Mm-hmm. I can't think of one female lead mm-hmm. that is even in the conversation based on your comments about this movie. Right. I can't think of anybody else that I'm going, oh, well, so-and-so's role in such-and-such um, is is the, the, the leader in the clubhouse. Right. I don't think we have that. Well, and maybe think, this maybe this is it. I think this movie here, um, I, I think they'll both be recognized. I really do. Um, and I believe that that Glenn Close will come in as the a nomination for Best Supporting Actress. Um, and, and Amy Adams will be nominated for, for Best um, Lead uh, Actress. And, and again, it's, it's crazy to think about it because American Hustle, which we reviewed last year, um, you know, Amy Adams was amazing in that movie and she was nominated but didn't win. So I know sometimes the, the competition gets tough, but these two ladies definitely deserve you know, to, to get their hands around it. And if Amy doesn't get it this time around, maybe she's got a long career ahead of her. I do think that the Academy needs to justify why they've shut out Glenn Close. Well, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure they're listening here and they're preparing their answer right now, (laughs) but you know what, you know what Glenn Close and Amy Adams both have. What's that? Me as a fan. They got soul. They got got soul. They got soul. They got movie souls. And this week we were really, really benefited by being able to feature the 2020 Pixar presentation of soul. Say it's all right. This one was directed by Pete Doctor. I was going, Pete Doctor. Not everybody has the last name Doctor. Doctor, Doctor. doctor. He, he also, he, Pete Doctor wrote the script as well. Why is his name f- familiar? Well, mm. he, he did Up mm. and he did Inside Out mm. from a director's perspective. So I'm already thinking, okay, this is starting to make sense. Right. And I, and Full disclosure, show prep was done, you know, as I'm watching the ending credits, right? I'm going, oh, that that was the director. Oh, well, that was the writer. Oh, the, here's the producer. The producer, Dana Murray, this is really her first production, her big production job. She's done some minor stuff previously, especially in animation. But to be the producer in this movie was was a big promotion and dare I say without giving too much away right right out of the gate that she really hitched her wagon to a fantastic franchise the movie features Jamie Foxx now think of this this character as Joe Gardner Mm -hmm. is the first African-American protagonist in a Pixar flick name another black lead in a Pixar movie, not in, not in Pixar, no. Mm-mm. Not that you I can can't. Think of. Yep, you can't. Right? Tina Fey's in this movie. She plays twenty two, and I was thinking, is this twenty two label uh, a, a, a throwback or a, a, a nod to Barbara Feldon as ninety nine on the old <laughs> Get Smart <laughs> television Get smart. show? <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, Angela Bassett plays Dorothea Williams, who gives Joe, the Jamie Foxx character, right. his first big break, being part of a jazz group. Um, Rachel House was very memorable as the uh, bean counter. I mean, uh, soul counter, <laughs> soul er, Terry, opposite all the Jerry's. Um, Delmont fave, Felicia Rashad. Yeah. Plays Joe's mom, Joe's mother. 
uh, also as a supporter. And another Delmont fave, June Squibb. She's in this movie too. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know that was she her. played she plays the soul, the old soul mm-hmm. that questioning Joe prior to his reentry to Earth. Oh, okay. Okay. So like many other artists who have regular nine to five gigs, like you and I do money, mm-hmm. Joe dreams of making it big in the world of podcasting. Oh no, no that's, that's you and me. That's you and I. <laughs> big in the world of jazz. However, a pesky manhole has other ideas. And Joe in this movie ends up being separated from his soul. And he's on his way to the great beyond. But he doesn't, he doesn't think that he's ready to go to the great beyond. He resists. He winds up being in the great before mm-hmm. where souls are prepared for their entry to earth. And this, they're only allowed to go to earth when souls earn enough badges. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. So on his quest to find all of his badges and to complete his badge work, Joe meets 22, played by Tina Fey. This is a soul who's very cynical about going to Earth. She drags her feet getting that last badge. She doesn't want to go to Earth. She doesn't pursue it. But she agrees to give this badge to Joe so he can return to Earth. He's emphatic about going back to Earth. Meanwhile, on Earth, he's really in a coma, right? Okay. But when 22 gives Joe his badge, they're both able to go back to Earth accidentally. But there's a little glitch in the system. 22 is transformed into Joe's body, and Joe comes back as a cat. Okay. So during their adventure on Earth, 22 decides she has to find her passion. Joe finally gets a shot at being in Dorothea's jazz band, which is what he's wanted to do his whole life. He's a high school music teacher going nowhere, making choices on his health insurance plan, right? But he really dreams about making it big, working nights in a jazz band like Dorothea's. And he finally gets his shot and he gets the gig and he plays the first night. But he ends up finding it very unfulfilling. He doesn't want to do this the rest of his life. He's not as enthused about doing it as he was before he went to the great before. And since he finds it unfulfilling, he decides that he's going to help 22 find out what her spark is. Mm -hmm. And he gives that badge, the badge that brought him to Earth, he gives it back to her. Well, when he gives the badge back to 22, that means that Joe has to go to the great beyond. So he's going to die. He's essentially sacrificed his life to benefit 22, who now wants to find her spark. And Joe's generosity gets him another shot at life on Earth. The the Jerry's, Jerry's? The Jerry's mm-hmm. in the great beyond in the great before decide to make an exception and they let Joe go back to, to Earth. They give him another shot at life, which he gladly accepts. And Joe vows to live each and every moment of his life as precious and valued. So if nothing else out of my synopsis of this movie, you should be able to determine that there's some pretty grown up stuff about this movie. Mm-hmm. This is not a, a, a typical Pixar kitty movie where it's funny haha it if you remember my review last year of inside out mm-hmm. which i loved and i'll give my daughter olivia credit for 
forcing me to watch that movie. That movie was about feelings. I mean, inside out, there were four feelings. This movie soul is about finding your purpose in life, which is a, a pretty deep sentiment. And, and I'm not sure that it's, it's something that you would normally get in some sort of Pixar movie that is generally geared towards kids where, where they really don't have to think. Now, I like to think during movies. Mm-hmm. And I might be wrong that, that this movie is about kids because there's a, a very special seven-year-old who's listening to this podcast that is this movie twice and and she loved it mm-hmm. and and i want to spend a minute or two talking about this this young lady because she has recently found her spark in life even at the age of seven monty all right that's great this young this young girl kaylee mm-hmm. our very special listener kaylee hello kaylee recently she recently in addition to some of the things that have happened in her seven years on planet earth on December the 30th, she, she, she got to tack on a new role in her life. You know what that new role was? No. She's a big sister now. Oh, congratulations to her. Her little sister, Natalie was born on December the 30th and Kaylee. So a new soul. A new soul. Mm-hmm. And you can appreciate this with your children, and I appreciate it with mine as well. And in Kaylee's family dynamic, with Natalie's parents, Kaylee has been the focal point. She's been the one person that has been in the eye. And now she has to kind of share that spotlight, but she's going to be able to share that spotlight being a big sister. This is her spark. This is her new big responsibility. Ah. She has to be that role model to Natalie. And, and Kaylee, I want to tell you that your mom and Daniel, your whole family, we're all cheering you on in this new role as big sister and we know you're going to do a terrific job now kaylee saw soul she's watched it twice money she's seven and she loves this movie and that is an outstanding perspective because i watched it and i loved it as well but it's got some very mature themes to it not in terms of what we usually talk about with right. mature themes. Right, right, right. But concepts that that really dig in deep. And Kaylee got it. She understood it. She loved the movie so much she had to watch it more than once. And I, too, think that most people will enjoy the Soul movie as much as I did. And I'm going to give it four Red Vines. One for Jamie Foxx playing Joe. Okay. The music... The music, the music, <laughs> because there's a lot of there's a lot of jazz music in this because Joe is a is a is a striving musician who plays mm-hmm. in a jazz band. Uh, the third is the 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 right thing by having a, an African American uh, in in the lead of a Pixar movie, mm-hmm. which I really shouldn't have to address. Right. But but I, 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 guess, I guess I have to. It, it's taken too and, long on both both Disney and Pixar. It took too long. And finally, the message. Mm-hmm. Finding your purpose. Following it through. Whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. And that's why Soul ended up getting four red vines for me. That's great. I, I won't I won't actually rate it. I saw I saw the movie um, parts of it mostly, to be honest with you. Um, there were some very, very mature themes in this film. Um, and, and for a seven year old to recognize those and see those, that's amazing for that young lady. Um, and that means just by her acknowledgement of that, she, 
big sister role is going to come easy for her. <laughs> so I think congratulations so too. to her. I think she- Thank you. Um, but for, for me, um, I, you know, Pete Doctor, he get also remember he did, he did one of your other favorite movies you liked, Monsters Inc. That's right. That's right. He's a he's a hell of an actor when it comes to the animation world and um, Inside and Out. It really tackled some some emotions <laughs> and uh, up up the, you know the death of the grandma and and what he people thought there were so many complex uh, theories to to the movie up and what people were thinking that that pete doctor was trying to say um and then this movie when you're seeing the souls in the background and you're seeing how they have gone on or why they've gone on to the afterworld um there was some really mature things in there that caught me by surprise um so and, and do you do you, do you agree do you agree with me that this is not necessarily a, 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 a kitty movie. I keep putting in that context, but it, there's just some, there's just some really grown up stuff in it. It's, it's grown up. It's, it's grown up context with animation, which makes the young ones bypass the context because they're looking at content. Excuse me. They're looking at, um, the the animation part and they're looking at the funny guy falling down the manhole and they're looking at the ghosts their souls and they're looking at the jokes and stuff and they see those things and they're bypassing the other stuff because it doesn't register how mature those scenes are um we see them and we think to ourselves holy crap you know I, i mean disney has done some things in the past that shocked me you know uh uh Oh my gosh, it was one of them. What's the one where Tarzan, the cartoon Tarzan, you know, they, they showed the blood on the floor when the, when the tigers came in and, and killed the parents, they showed right. the, the one guy fall in his shadow. He gets caught up and he gets hung and his neck snaps and they show the shadow of the, of the guy just swaying. And I thought to myself, my God, that's a little dark for a kid's movie, you know? But I think, too, that they get wrapped up in so much of the animation. The kids don't see that. They don't see it. It's very, it's very fast-paced for them. So they're more of the gigglies and stuff like that for a majority of the younger ones. And there's some that are going to be able to see both. So it, it, to me, it was, it was I, I haven't seen it from A to Z without being interrupted. So I definitely will make sure I do that. But I enjoy this movie as well. And I it, think Jamie Foxx did a great job. And this is up there in the Pete Doctor category of movies. And and I loved Inside Out, having not seen it until I I reviewed it last summer. Mm-hmm. And I have always been a big fan of Up. One of the best Halloween outfits I've ever done was Carl from <laughs> Up. Here's in 2019. Here's the sad thing about this movie. Okay, I know the production company companies were Walt Disney and, and Pixar and and everything, and they can they can take this. This movie only generated thirty two point five million. It's very very in very limited lease due to the pandemic. Um, it cost one hundred and fifty mil plus to make, so it's definitely never going to make its money. However, if this film would have released in in early. 2019 or late 2019 this would have killed this this would have done so well financially and i feel really bad for for everyone that's that was a part of this they're not going to be able to get the the financial gain out of it but i hope that they'll be recognized for the great work they did i hope so too because there there's a lot of credit that goes uh, all the way around um in 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 this movie Um, there were there parts of it um, especially in the in the great before, um, that I'm I'm watching some of these scenes going. What sort of hallucinogenic drugs did some of these storyboards uh, artists take before they were drawing this stuff? Because it were, just seems kind of out there. They were channeling HR Puff and stuff and Marty Croft, Martin City Croft, the LSD yeah. and the. <laughs> we just had a conversation yeah. about that the other day. Um, yeah, yeah, that's no, it, that's what that that's what I was kind of thinking as well. <laughs> but in, in addition to that, the the way that this script was written and the message that was received, and very different than the message that you got in WW eighty four, right? I, I kind of panned that whole, you know, hey, let's be a better world type 
type thing. That's too generalized. In in soul, the message is a, is about finding yourself and being comfortable with yourself and finding out what your purpose in life is to contribute to to perhaps a better world. Okay. Well, we we've so we've three. I should have asked. I should have. I should have. Should have asked Kaylee for 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 her oh, overall ranking, but the fact the fact that she watched it twice leads me to believe that she's probably tilting uh, in in favor of of a few red vines. If, a few red if that's vines. her if that's her ratings if that's if that's her rating system. Well, she probably has something a little bit better than red vines and popcorn. We're old school. What's better than <laughs> red vines and popcorn, man? We'll have to create our own red vine and popcorn uh, candy. But you know what? You, you know what I'm excited about for next week? A red vine that tastes like popcorn. Oh, sorry. Oh, wouldn't that be? That's a Michael Keaton line from uh, Night Shift. Feed the mayonnaise. Oh, that's right. Do the tuna fish. We should do that. We should review Night Shift. We have referenced that thing so many times on this podcast. Feed the mayonnaise Feed to the tuna fish. I want a little tape recorder. <laughs> I am I am excited because we get to have a second week in a row where we talk about new movies. We got three new ones next week. Yeah. Um, now, I feel badly in a way because we're not going to have a poll next week because we already have a, a, a movie that we're both going to we're go, both going to watch which we've waited for for weeks and we're yeah. finally going to have the opportunity to see America's sweetheart Tom Hanks yes. in News of the World. That's one of the three movies that we're going to feature next week that Monty and I will both be watching. We will re be reviewing the 101th one film of Tom Hanks. How many times <laughs> have we done? 101th? My, the vodka kicked in. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've he's, uh, he I, he has to be our most re reviewed actor this past year. I mean, I think we're we're close to double digits. <laughs> I can hear you sipping through your greyhound there, buddy. Greyhound, <laughs> that's a testament to Tom <laughs> Hanks. <laughs> we've we've done greyhound. We've done Apollo thirteen. We've done. Now we're gonna do News of the World. We've done. What else have we done? We, I know we've done more. Big, big, more than that. We can go down the list. But anyway, there's a whole bunch of them. Mm -hmm. But that's we're both gonna watch that next week and give you our thoughts about that. What are you gonna prepare for us next week? You know, you're gonna have to remind me. The gray, the greyhound, the vodka hit me. What am I watching? <laughs> you were focused on. You were focused on the greyhound. I'll tell you what I'm going to watch. What's up? And that'll give you an opportunity. That'll give you an opportunity <laughs> to quickly jump on your internet. Sorry, and figure out what movie we talked about before we went on the air. <laughs> okay, it'll take a couple of minutes, a couple of extra minutes, oh. because I'm going to be able. To, to make you laugh a little bit again okay. because I'm going oh, to watch right. a movie that's called I'm Your Woman. <laughs> now, this is not an autobiographical movie that I'll be reviewing for you next week, but it is an Amazon Prime circa 1970s uh, thriller <laughs> that I'm looking forward to hearing, uh, watching, not hearing, watching, well, it hearing and watching. I can't believe that I even forgot that I was going to review this movie, but I'm going to watch the 2021 and it's coming out on January 14, 2021 on HBO max. The oh, yes. beautiful. Oh, she'll be in my dreams tonight. Anne Hathaway playing alongside the, Ben Stiller. The and other Ms. <laughs> The, the other, other Ms. Hathaway in your life. The other Ms. Hathaway. Not Ms. Hathaway from Beverly <laughs> Hillbillies, but Anne Hathaway. No, she was in the movie I just reviewed. Um, uh, Mindy Kaleen is in this as well. Uh, and if I was going to be driving after these drinks, I would end up being locked down. Um, and that is the film that will be coming out. So Locked Down, a 2021 eight film. Um, it, looks, it looks interesting. Um, it's a romantic comedy heist film. So I'm, I'm looking to have some fun with this. 
And maybe a little. And fun. I have a and <laughs> I have an assignment. I have an assignment for you. We're actually going to have comments on a fourth feature. Okay. In next week's podcast, we're going to have news of the world. Mm-hmm. We're going to have lockdown. lockdown. We're going to have on. I'm your woman. Hear me roar. And then there's a little there's a there's a little independent film that I'd like to get your commentary on, if okay. you would. All right. Recently featured on Facebook, there's a featurette called My Children Before They Go to Back to College that I would like to get your uh, feedback on. Okay. Did you see that little video I put? Oh, my God. I did. That was crazy. They were killing me. I, I, I love my kids, but it was just like, please go. And that that's not even the tip of the iceberg. The, Guppy got into the linen closet along with fish and got stuck to the point where oh, our alarm is up uh, to the point where I almost had to go get the the, the hacksaw and get him out. Hacksaw? A, a saw. I was about to saw my pantry oh, or saw. my linen closet down to get her out of the closet out of there because she was stuck. Well, <laughs> well, after we after we find out uh, about the adventures of, of Guppy and fish, uh, I am going to have a word with Benjamin uh, about his outfit selection, uh, <laughs> uh, that feature, because that, that you don't his... wear, you don't wear flowery pattern shirts with striped pants. Okay. Ben, it's pajamas. <laughs> I don't care. You have to look good for bed. Come on. This is, this, you know, I always told him, he'd ask me, why do you comb your hair? Even though I don't have it here anymore. He'd always ask me, I'm brushing my teeth. I'm putting deodorant on. I'm combing my hair. He goes, why are you, what are you doing? You're going to bed. And I said, in case I run into somebody, some babe in my dreams, I got to look good. <laughs> so, anywho, he wears that because uh, <laughs> he's so bonus is, coverage, bonus coverage next week. Four features. <laughs> the Crawford kids going back to college. All right. Thanks, Ron. It was a, it was a great week. Um, I, I enjoyed the films. I just can't rate them. I can't rate them that high. Uh, uh, the only one would be Soul. That was, I mean, well, for you, it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder, as they say, Mm -hmm. we still have plenty of opportunities to see movies. These are all brand new ones. So make sure that you're checking them all out and then we'll have three new ones for you next time around. Absolutely. I do need to give out to one of our sponsors. Um, you guys, uh, this is uh, Patricia Montagano. She is our top fan. Uh, quick, if you are interested in hosting a Zaya party, um, contact Patricia Montagano. Um, you get free items, half off. Uh, hit her up for more information. You can reach out to us on her Facebook page. Reach out to her on her Facebook page. Um, and you can host a party. These are great athletic clothing line. Uh, that she's uh, involved in. So feel free to reach out and, and we'd love to have uh, have you guys uh, host a party. That's and it. do please visit our podcast partners, whatever platform you may enjoy this show on, whether it's Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, our friends over at AM1490 KMET, home of the Vince Daniels Show, live on Thursdays from 9 to 10 a.m., Excellent. Excellent. Any of those platforms, make sure to catch our show there. That's it for this week. And until next time, we are two real reviewers. You'll hear us next week.